What's good, Sitters? This is Bradford Douglas along with Joey Edge. Sitters, what's good? And Chris Martinez. And we are Front Porch Sitting. What's up, Martinez? How you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. I'm good, man. We got a new location today, right? Yeah, for, for a little while, I believe. We'll, we'll probably be, uh, be at Mikasa. Yeah, we're in the Joey's Man Cave. Pretty legit right now, too, I must add. It looks great here. Thank you. We got a long ways to go. Long ways to go. Well... You know, everything is great except for this gator helmet right here in the middle of the table. It's kind of throwing me off a bit. Try not to focus on that. You love it. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> I do like your three TVs, though. That's dope. Thank you. Well, there's nothing on to watch right now, so. Yeah, we're watching a little uh, 2008 Davidson versus Gonzaga. Steph Ste- Curry. Yeah, a little Steph Curry action. Yeah. That's the only reason I, we even turned it on, because Steph Curry was playing. <laughs> Chef Curry. He was cooking. The first shot we saw, he was cooking. <laughs> he just turned it over. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he'll hit a three in a minute. But so what we got, man? Where we where we at in the world? What's going on? Oh man, are you working? I am working. Okay, I'm working. Uh, I don't know for how long. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of like everybody else, I guess. I'm 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 hoping hoping we get work to as long as we can get work, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, as of as of as of today and tomorrow and the next day, I have patients on my schedule, so I'll go in and see them and. I'm sure before too long it'll be uh, more of a like a skeleton crew, like a you know one or two therapists there, and then then the next day the other two therapists are there. Is my assumption of how it's going to go. So yeah, I don't know, man. It's a waiting game for me right now. What about you? I'm working remote now. I went in on Monday, and one of the girls was that uh that works in like customer service. Her sister had pending tests for the uh, virus. So I was like, yeah, the hell with this. I'm taking my ass home. I can do everything I do here at home. So I moved my whole office into um, our office where we normally record. <laughs> so I'm working for there now. Um, the test came back negative. She was fine. She did not have the coronavirus. But then there was another, I'm not going to say the person's name. They thought they had it. So I was like, yeah, I'm getting out of here. It's No, it's, I don't blame you. It's hazardous as hell. So. Um, I'm at home for now. Our work is getting kind of crazy with oxygen. Obviously, it's a respiratory illness, so it's been crazy. I mean, I, this is going to sound bad, I guess, but that's kind of good for your sales, right? Good for business, but I mean, it's, it's still, it's, it's double-sided. They need oxygen, so like, it's good that we're able to stay open and deliver, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. But it's also good monetarily, of course, for my company and, and myself. Just want to make sure people get what they need. So we're open for the time being. We won't stop until they get back ordered or like UPS stops. Yeah. So which won't probably be very likely. We just need this thing to go away. We do just need this thing to go away. Seriously. There's a, there's a lot of negativity in the world right now, man. I'm serious. I'm telling you. I, did you see my tweet this, uh, this morning? Yeah, I did. Actually, I did see that. That's one of the reasons I said that. Just because, I mean, people are just... Like you said, why wake up and, and, and think, let me be miserable today? Dude, I don't get it. Politics aside, um, political agenda aside, financial economy aside, want the president to do good, do bad aside, in life, attitude is everything. Bingo. You do not control what happens. You control how you react to it. And I just never understood why people, and we, we know people like this. Everyone knows someone. I hope you're not one. I'm sure our sitters are not, but... We know people that are like wake up in the morning to find something to be mad about. 
Right. Like I see, you know, again, I I don't care about politics. I'm matter of fact, I was just full disclosure. I'm registered independent. Found that out the other day when I went to go vote. And I, could, <laughs> I, I couldn't go vote for anything. <laughs> I could vote for yeah. Anyways, but like, it's just ridiculous to me. Whether the stimulus package, three point whatever million or trillion dollars, whatever it was, it was ridiculous that we had that money, we were using it. And then now it's ridiculous that people are only getting $1,200. It's like, you know, as a coach, you remember how this is. You can't please everyone. But then there's some people you just can't please anyone. Like, no matter what would have happened, it wouldn't have been right. It's because people wake up to be angry, wake up to be mad about something. I just... For the life of me, man, I cannot, I cannot see it. And now more than ever, that has to be so draining. Has to be. But people, I see more and more people on, on the social medias acting that way and yeah. being that way. And just for whatever reason, just being miserable. And I, I can't, like I said, I can't fathom it. Um, I mean, like I, was just, I was just talking about my job. You know, I, I told, told you just a few minutes ago, I saw one patient today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, a little, that's a little disheartening. That's a little, uh, little scary for the, for the future of my job for the next few months. Absolutely. But I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and, and start destroying everybody on social media. That's, I mean, that's not how it – wake up, be happy, move on. Yeah, control what you can control. And you're not you're – not, unfortunately, we're not able to control this virus. The only thing we can do is, like, you know, the social distancing, try and be responsible with the decisions we make, you know, outside of – our home and in, in essential things that we have to do, but allowing yourself to be so, if you allow yourself to be bothered right now, you will be bothered every day, every single day. It's crazy. About a, a million different things too. I mean, you, it ain't just about one thing. You can be bothered by a lot of stuff right now. And then the other thing that's sad about it, the situation is fortunately you, you, we talked earlier, we, we kind of feel the same way about the attitude part of it. And, and unfortunately there are, and we don't really, I don't me personally, I don't really have anyone around me who is that way constantly constantly pessimistic and constantly worrying about you know everything that's going on like right. in a negative way that but that eventually would rub off on other people so now you're going to start souring relationships and things like man i just urge people try and be kind try and be nice try and find the silver lining this sucks like we we don't have sports people are sick people are are dying our loved ones my sister's a nurse and we have other family members that work in hospitals and things that are being forced to be in the situation to try and help so like yeah this is not ideal like for economy, anyone no the economy's not doing great democrat republican it doesn't matter this is not good times but i don't understand the need to amplify and make it worse and it's just for me for the life of me i'll never understand like that thought process again this is politics aside i don't i don't care about that i mean that that has no impact I just want people to need help to get help is, is all I need. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get on a soapbox, and I said we didn't want to go down this rabbit hole, and I think we did a good job of talking about the world without politicizing it. No, I, I agree, and, and I'm with you on everything that you've said so far. The only thing I, I, I want to add is just because someone or somebody or whatever, I don't know, I don't know how I want to say this without, without see, seeming insensitive. You can say it. I don't know. Um, just be positive, man. Just be positive. Yeah. Like, like this is a great time in American history to to really truly be be kind to people and 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 help people when needed. I mean, there's plenty of elderly people that right that right now, and you can think about whatever you want to about this virus, whether it's man made, whether it's government assisted. You know, I mean, there's people that there's conspiracy theories everywhere. I'm not. I don't have the damn time <laughs> or the energy to look up that shit. I just don't. <laughs> um, and, and so if that's what you believe, that's fine. Uh, you be that guy. Yep. Okay. 
I'm not going to be that guy for this particular situation. Maybe in 10 years when I look back on it, maybe I'll look back and say, you know what, maybe that was this or that. Right now, I don't have the time or the effort or the energy to, to do that. And so what I'm going to continue to do is, is be as positive as I can be to people around me, and hopefully they'll see it. Yep. And, and if they see it with me, maybe they'll, they'll go do it with somebody else and, yep. and, and, and just help people out. Like, it ain't that hard. It shouldn't be that hard. No, I'm with you. I think I think now more than ever, people need to have, like, have compassion and be compassionate for all of us humans that are being affected by this, whether it be family or, or someone we know or, or someone having to work in it or whatnot. Man, it's just now, in my opinion, it's just not the time to <laughs> put that other stuff aside. Just try to spread kindness and, and love, really. I mean, it's really that simple. It really, it truly is and should be, but for some reason, it's just not. But we really just need this thing to go away. Because I really need sports back. <laughs> yeah, man. That's very selfish, and I know that's not the reason we need it to go away, but for <laughs> right. our podcast purpose. Yeah. Oh, we're good. Yeah, we, we are. We, but, can, we can still talk. We can talk all day. But that, we don't, that way we don't have to spend, what, eight, nine minutes on coronavirus. So, but, but anyways, that's it, though, right? No more coronavirus. It. Yeah, I'm not talking about it again. I'm good. Thank um, you. We are going to talk about um, – Little NFL free agency, yeah. Little right? NFL free agency, and some, then uh, some college football. We might as well. No, we have to. We can talk about how this um, time off, if you will, the mandated like the mandated um, dead period that the NCAA put on universities, how it's going to impact you know Florida State and Florida. I think that's actually going to be a pretty good conversation. That y'all, I think you'll enjoy that. I agree with that. We were going to talk about the MLB and the draft and all that, but I don't. I don't know if I want to talk about that just yet because the NCAA apparently has not made or the division one committee has not made the decision on what they're going to do with this the winter and spring athletes right and so i think we should wait a week or two until they uh they decide that and then i'm sure that'll have an influence on the mlb draft and so we can we can talk a little bit more in detail about it yeah in a a week or two i'm good with that so let's go with uh oh you know what we're way too deep into this without me mentioning jwf yeah well, now, I'm going to say this. The reason I didn't tell you sooner was because, or remind you sooner, I don't tell you what to do, remind you sooner, <laughs> <laughs> is because John was supposed to be here. He was. Now, I'm not going to say why he's not here, but he's not here because I don't know why. I know why, but I, I'm not saying why. Well, you can tell me later. I'll tell you later. Anyways, you, tonight you do tell me what to do. You're the producer tonight. I'm running the show tonight. Is this your first time on the computer? <laughs> I mean, this is the first time behind the computer during the show. Yeah, during the show, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we, we me and you have, have learned a little bit about the the system, and Brad has. Uh, yeah, I might should start watching this a little bit closer, huh? Uh, it'll be all right. I, this is the first time I've looked. So, anyways, man, y'all go visit JW Weaponry. Um, they're still open. Yeah. Ready for business. And just the thing is, you don't know for how long. So don't procrastinate. Go go see those people. Exactly. If you have any questions or if you have any concerns or if you want to know if they have something in stock, just give them a call. 386-243-8587. There you go. That's pretty good. I went in there Friday, picked up my gun, um, got my 5% off. I know Anthony went in, I believe, on Monday. John had almost sold every gun he had in the store. Yeah, I'm sure. Unbelievable. Now, he's a businessman, so he, he has inventory in stock. But that day, Anthony sent me a picture. The walls were almost empty because John has the best prices. They're the best people, but also the need. Like, we don't know when they may shut down firearm shells or whatever. So go right. see those guys. Seriously, he has inventory. He has ammunition. 
it's now's a good time. I don't, we don't know what's going to what's going to happen soon. So, mention the front porch. Get your five percent off. Absolutely, you're welcome. Seriously, yeah. Help also, me. shop local. Be be good. Be good with your people. Shop yeah, local. It's, it's important right now. It's super important. Like I know from my from my experience, JW John, forget mm-hmm. JW John and JW Weaponry has has supported a crap ton of local teams. So if you have a chance to support him in a time of need. Definitely do it. Not just him, but every, any local business that's ever donated to a, a team or whatever. I mean, they, especially the local businesses, they're not made of money, money. Like they, they had, they're, they're obviously in it to make a little bit, but for the most part, they're not in it to be billionaires. So right, they don't have corporate lenders and, and investors and things exactly. like that. So yeah, help exactly. them out where you can. Um, all right, some sports. Yeah, sports. Let's get it. So let's start with Cameron Newton. First. Yeah, Cam got officially released. Was it official? Officially released. Yikes. Where's he going? You know, I don't know. I, there's the, Everybody and their mother right now is talking about uh, the Chargers as the, as the best fit for him. I read that too. And I, I'm not going to say I disagree with that, but I think if they, if they didn't really like Tyrod Taylor, it would have already been done. I was going to say, I think they really like Tyrod. I really believe that they like Tyrod Taylor a lot, a lot. Yeah, and so that's that's keeping him from pulling the trigger. I think ultimately that's probably still where he ends up, because there's very few places in the league that are in need of a starting quarterback right now. Truthfully, no, you're. I mean, you're right. I, I absolutely agree. I think San Diego. I think that would be interesting. I do. I think that would make them really good. Yeah, I if do you, too. If you look at their, which I think Tyrod makes them yeah, that's the really problem. good too. Yeah, I agree. And so you're, you're paying Tyrod a pretty cheap contract. Where Cam's going to command a little bit more money, mm-hmm. I think his his value has certainly took a hit. Oh, I agree with that. Just because of the, the lack of demand, there's a lot well, of supply right now, not very much demand. You're not wrong. You're so, not wrong at all about that. But I still think he commands more money than Tyrod Taylor. No, I, I'll buy that. But I don't think Cam's getting what he thought he would be getting at this point in his career. I agree with that too. But I think health plays a small role in that. Uh, I think I would. I mean, he like I think we talked about this last week, we but I know his shoulder. He he, and pra- I've watched a lot of spring spring clips and and mini camps and and blah 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 clips from last year preseason clips from last year and it, he didn't hit guys forty or fifty yards down the field. No, there was nothing vertical. Who was the DC that their game plan? It may have been Tampa. Was like we're gonna make you stretch the ball down the field. Right. He took offense to that early in the week, and then he came out and was not able to stretch the ball down the field. Like they, they, they played bump and run, played everything underneath, and let him have nothing underneath. Made every throw be in the intermediate to, to long range, 15, you know, 10 to 15 to 20 yards. And he wasn't accurate. He's never been accurate. No, no. But he, he wasn't able to stretch the ball vertically. Yeah. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I guess San Diego. Um, I really don't know. I like, I like Cam okay. Do you, let me ask you, do you think any of this off-field stuff plays an impact? And when I say off-field, let me clarify – He's a great person, great for the community. I mean more like off-field as in like his persona, um, his right. ego. Like a small example is like press conference, how he dresses so outlandish, so in-your-face, out there, not like a – it doesn't come off. The perception is that he's not a great teammate right. just because it is so like about me. Whereas polar opposite, uh, Lamar Jackson, any chance he ever gets, he's trying to get point to someone else. Right. Not saying Cam's selfish, but kind of saying Cam's selfish. Does that have anything to do with his uh, people looking for him? 
Um, I, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know how the league truly feels about him. I know <clears throat> I've seen a lot about how good he is in the community of Charlotte. Charlotte, Like, everybody in the community loves the guy in Charlotte. And he does a lot for his community. And he does a whole lot for his community. Yes. He does. I mean, he, he's a good dude. I agreed. I, I really, truly believe that. Um, but to your point and to your, your, your uh, yeah, whatever. Um, he does, and especially in, in the media, he kind of sulks sometimes after losses, which I understand it's a loss and you're supposed to sulk, but at the same time, not quite to the level that he does. Not when you're, not when you're the face of the franchise. Right. And, and then when you, when you add on top of that, you know, the, the outfits you wear and the, <laughs> the, the attention that you draw to yourself, like you said. I don't, I don't think he's selfish, but I, and I don't think he does it on purpose. I think he's – that's just, just his style. Just trying to be him. I that, really do think that. I agree. I think that is that is him. But it comes off. Sometimes that other people may not like him. May not like that. Right. Not saying not saying to conform, but everybody really, sometimes has to conform a little bit to our job or what we're being asked to do. Yeah. I, well, you don't have to. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say it doesn't. I'm gonna say it's more production and health related over the last two to three years i would say those are the bigger variables i would uh, i would agree so well, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and put you on the spot right now you say the chargers are the ultimate landing spot um yeah i would say yeah what about you yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna say i'm gonna say yeah as well it's mainly because there's not very many options Mm-mm. do you do you is there a do you see him being a backup anywhere <laughs> no just because I don't think he can accept that role. Do you think he sits out a year or is a backup quarterback? It, if, if, that, if that's the two options. If, yeah, if it's out of those two, then I think, he's, I think he'll be a backup. I don't think he's going to sit. Like, I don't think we're going to see like a Colin Kaepernick kind of thing. He was blackballed, totally different, but he had opportunity to come back and be a backup places. He turned it down. I don't think, um, I don't think Cam will do that. I think, I think he would go be a backup by his time and then eventually become try yeah. to become the starter. But – I will say this, Father Time is not his friend. So sitting out may be good for his health, but he don't have very many more years you know, at a, at a high level left. Let me ask you this. Is there one place in specific that you think would be a good fit for him to be a backup right now? I, we haven't talked about this. So I'm putting you on the spot, so you don't have to answer this right now if you want to think about it for a second. But <laughs> Bradford said Tampa. He don't have a few yeah, years. Yeah, I mean, he, he's two years. He'd be out of the league. <laughs> yeah. Like, Tom. Tom's getting a two-year deal. I, I don't. I. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I disagree with the. the and, and Tom's not going to get hurt probably because. And he's a poor man's Jameis Winston. They're both inaccurate as hell. He can't run anymore. He doesn't have the arm talent that Jameis does. They just moved away from that. I agree with that. They're not going. They're not going to go back to that. I'm not saying he's a. Uh, that wasn't the right word, but he's too similar to Jameis in my opinion. Uh, they're not doing that. They they did the polar opposite of Jameis Winston and went with the safest thing in the planet and Tom Brady. True. You know what I mean? So, yeah, they're not going to Cam. I agree no. with that. Um, dude, I don't know. I mean, I think Tennessee potentially, but didn't they just give the man some money? Yeah, they gave Tannehill a big contract. So and Tannehill's not really a guy that's been hurt a lot throughout his career. Right. I, I, don't, think, I don't think they're, but like, I could see that had I, he not just got that deal. I could, I could still see him being the backup there. Another place that would be interesting to me is Dallas. I was going to say Indianapolis, the Colts, because I don't think Phillip Rivers will be around long. It, mm, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Colts. 
for Cameron. I don't know. It'll be interesting. That's one storyline I am interested in. I agree. I agree. What about uh, speaking of Jameis, we might as well go ahead and segue, segue to him. He's really the biggest quarterback name left out on the market besides Cam. I mean, they're both, I would say, in the same same tier of quarterback. Yeah, um, I agree. Where do you uh, – let me, let me ask you this first. Where do you want Jameis to go? I know you're a Jameis fan as, yeah. a, as a Seminole, and, and you, know, you, like, you like Jameis. So I, where do you want him to go? Uh, Pittsburgh. Okay. One would go be a Steeler. Um, Is that where you think he ultimately ends up? I've seen a lot of people say that. I do. And, well, I do selfishly because that's why I want him to go. But in, here's the reason why. So, like, Jameis, when he was most effective, pretty much the only time he was super effective wasn't at, at, in Florida, at Florida State. Jimbo Fisher is – you can say what you want about him, but he's a damn good coach. He's an extremely demanding coach, too. Right. He's extremely hard on his players. There is no margin for error. There is no slack, he, especially on the quarterback. I think that was huge for Jameis. I think Jameis needs someone to ride him, to dog, because if not, he will get a little loose. He will get careless, and in this case, extremely careless. Right. right. I think he needs someone that is going to be almost like a disciplinarian. Not to say someone needs to hold his hand, but I mean someone that's going to be on him. I think Tomlin, I know he's a defensive guy, but I think Tomlin could give him that oversight, if you will, or like that. I don't think Tomlin would have any problem going to him and say, hey, MFR, stop throwing the ball to the other team. Stop making dumbass decisions. You know, I, I don't think – I think it would be a good fit, honestly. And I think, he, I think he needs a little bit of time. Ben has always protected the ball okay. He made, he's generally made smart decisions. I think would, He's would, generally made terrible decisions. They just don't work well, out in a ne- negative way all the time. You get what I mean. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I mean – I think it'd be I think it'd be an okay fit. I really do. Um, I, don't, I don't think Ben has long left. Um, although he said he feels health, healthier than ever, I just don't know. What about you? What do you, What do you think? First, um, what do you think about Jameis in Pittsburgh, and then you can tell me where you think he may. Let may me tell land. you what I think about Jameis as a player first. Okay. I don't think he's as bad as a lot of other people think he is, but I also don't think he's as good as some other people think he is. I, I think he's <laughs> I think he's a middle of the road NFL quarterback. I would say With like potential to be much better, but I don't know that he ever. I, he he's a gunslinger. So I there's a lot of Seminole fans. Obviously, I follow a lot of Seminole fans. Right. So their point of view is obviously uh, jaded, if you will. It's not not totally hindsight. What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> that's that's not. Neither one of those was the right word. Blinded. Skewed. Skewed. Anyways, Skewed is fine, yeah. That one works. But but they had, like, film. <laughs> I retweeted something today. I did not realize how bad Jameis' left tackle was. No, he's been, he's been pretty bad. And he's, like, one of the worst I think I may have ever seen. <laughs> oh, I, if you didn't see the retweet, no, I'll show. Oh, my. I saw it. I've never seen a grown man end up on his ass as many times as. It's one thing to get beat. Beat with speed. But you generally can handle a bull rush. But you can't handle the bull rush, and you can't handle speed. That's a bad combination. What the hell are you doing playing left tackle, cuz? Move to left guard. Right. Left tackle not for you. you. So I think Jameis was forced to do a lot of things behind a really bad offensive line, and it was was amplified by poor decisions as well. Like there was a couple times with the back. There's two two picks in particular I saw where the back on a screen never got out. Jameis throws the spot where the back's supposed to be because it's a screen because defense linemen have free run. They have a free run at him. Nobody gets out. Ball gets tipped. It's picked off. 
And that's only two picks. So, that, so now we're at, what, 30 or 28 or whatever. But 31. 31. But, I mean, the point being is I, he didn't get much help there. So I think this Jameis hate is, is somewhat unwarranted. Um, I don't – I think he can clean up his play. I do think he can get to a, to the next level. He didn't play good. It's that it's teammates aside, whatever, you can't blame anyone else. He made bad decisions time and time again, whether it was because there was no protection, whatever. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's on his shoulders. And, and I'll, I'll put the blame on, on him. I'm not passing the buck. Yeah. Pun, in, pun intended. I got you. I uh, – I'm not as high on him as Florida State fans. I'm higher on him than Florida fans. How about that? Is that's that better? Fair. Okay. So you're realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right. I mean, Seminole fans are a touch unrealistic. I'm okay with that. And then Gator fans are even, like, look, I love my sister, but she, they hate, it's a James hate fest every Sunday. Yeah. I'm like, damn, what about the touchdown he just threw? He just dropped the dime. That's irrelevant. Yeah, the receiver, the receiver made that play. I mean, okay, maybe, but he also yeah. ran the wrong route, caused the interception two days ago, whatever. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to sound a little crazy, but I think Atlanta's a good fit as a backup Ooh. in Atlanta. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate it. But, I mean, how long is Ryan going to play? Jameis is still kind of young, though. Jameis is still very young, but the problem is there's a lot of young quarterbacks in the league right now. And there's and a, a, is a crop coming up. Yeah, and there's, a, there's, a, there's two for sure that are, that are day one starters in Tua and Burrow. In Cincinnati and yeah. Miami, assuming, yeah, and then Herbert, Herbert is projected to go to the Chargers. So there's a, the backup there to whoever is the starter, whether it be Cam or Tyrod or whoever. Um, and then you know you got Jordan Love and and uh, Jacob Eason, and I mean you got quarterbacks like you even have Jake Fromm. He protects the ball enough. He may be able to find a find a roster somewhere. Right. It's, yeah, I agree. But then the year after that, you're looking at Trevor Lawrence and yeah. Justin Fields, right. and yeah, you're right. There's so the no quarterbacks th- are young, and and younger ones are coming, right? And so I, the thing with Jameis is he's got to make the best decision, the smartest decision for him because, like you said, he he's he's young, but he's not young young. No, the window is closing. The window is closing, it's, and so he needs to be a backup in a place where he's got a chance to play. And if he has a chance to prove himself, I, I think he's good enough to 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 be in the. I I, I think he's. He could probably go to Jacksonville today and oh, be their starter. God, I pray to God they don't do that to him. But, yeah, no, he would start in Jacksonville. There, and, and there's not a doubt in my mind. But, God, I wouldn't want that for him. Well, I mean, I wouldn't either right now because you're, you're, you have a, a terrible situation with yeah, the GM and the head coach and all that. But Talk about not having time. He, but the fans also love Gardner Minshew. Well, there's that, yeah. I mean, And so you're in a lose-lose. If you struggle at all, it's – yeah, they they See want it right now, and that yeah. and then, uh, that organization is so dysfunctional. Uh, yeah, they may just pull the plug. Oh, yeah, I would not want to go. Oh, I wouldn't. Uh, that's no, 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 no. Yeah, I, I think, don't. I don't think that's a good fit for him. Personally. I think Pittsburgh, I and you hope you hope Ben retires, and he doesn't do like you know like Peyton Manning and play two or three years before you know I, you know I'm getting at like I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he can. I don't think he should or could or will go to a spot with any anybody young as a quarterback right now. I think Pittsburgh's probably the most logical fit because Ben has been a little bit more injury prone lately. Right, he's getting older. They have weapons all over the place on offense. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and they play and good defense. Yeah, and, and their defense is still strong. And they're, so. they're going to run the football, which is going to help him. He he needs that. He has to have a running game. He does. Yeah. 
So ultimately, I'm with you. It's crazy. We we agreed way too much, but yeah, I, we didn't I agree. Even talk I think. About that. I think. Uh, well, I think it, we do agree most of the time, but I think true. in this case, it's because it's logical, and there's not very many other options. Yeah, there's right. really not. I looked today. I was trying to find a different place, and like Same. I said, the the backup in Atlanta is a spot that is a possibility but i think they have matt schaub and they they seem to like him yeah i mean he's he's won games when when matt ryan's been hurt uh the patriots i could see it honestly i could see it almost as like an fu from bill belichick but i mean he let tom go i could i, I really could see that that's i could and I, I think he would be fine there too Oh, he would be fine there but their receivers are not anywhere near as good as what he had in Tampa. But I don't know that he'll go any situation with receivers as good as what he had in Tampa. No. I don't no. know that you find a better group of receivers than, than that, where he, that he has an option to go to. I don't know if there is one in the league. Arizona's probably just as good right now. Well, just now, they just got Hopkins. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think about them. But, but other yeah. than that, no, I'm with – I mean, Evans and Godwin right now are My two God. two top ten receivers. Absolutely. So, no. I mean, and then you got O.J. Howard and – He's a freaking idiot, but, yeah. He's yeah. super talented. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's athletic as can be, especially yeah. for a tight end. Mm-hmm. So, uh, New England's – New England's – there's a chance. It'll be interesting. Who do you think starts in New England? If Jameis goes Jameis. Well, um, yeah, I know. If but not, the, what's the boy? Um, Stidham? Stidham. Stidham until they can trade up and go get um, Sunshine. From Clemson. Lawrence. Lawrence. Um, I think they have like 12 to 14 picks in next year's draft. They're going to trade up, I believe, and try and go get them. It's interesting. I. It depends. on how, Obviously, it's a long ways from now. It'll yeah. depend on how it shakes out. But they've moved a lot of assets and they haven't replaced them. So, no, they're not going to tank. They're still going to play hard. Of course. They're going to they're gonna be like Miami was. Miami played hard. They moved assets game picks and they're going to pick and get who they want now i think new england is similar they're going to lose they'll be in close games they'll lose to better teams i'm gonna give you a hot take i think josh rosen is the starter for new england next year People i think forget they about rosen yeah I think, they, I think they trade uh maybe a, a fifth round pick for rosen I mean, and I he, forgot about I forgot about uh, old boy. Yeah, because I th- I, he's still in Miami right now, but I th- I think they trade. Uh, well, they're gonna move him. Yeah, I mean, I think they trade a fifth round pick for him, and and I think he ends up mm. having a chance to start for for New England. I like that. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much it. I think we only want to touch on those guys. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else of relevance right now. No, I agree. Unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, you're right. You know what else you're right about? Talk to me. <laughs> It's time to talk a little bit of uh, college football. Music to my ears, man. Dude, people are probably wondering, how are these boys fixing to talk about college football? I'm wondering that myself, and I'm here. <laughs> so it's pretty easy. I wanna, what I want is your perspective and opinion on what this break, what this downtime means for our, our programs, Florida State and Florida, right? Like, do you think this time off helps or hurts Florida? I mean, the easy answer is it hurts because, okay, because you're, you're missing practice time. You're missing weight room time. You're, missing, you're, you're just missing chances to get better. Time that you don't know 
that you're going to have. Like they may totally, yeah. they may, they may not add these practices to the beginning of fall camp. I mean, I think they'll have to, but I think they have to add some. But dude, I don't know if you can do too much more of training camp like that. Right. They'll limit contact and things like that. You will without question. You know what I'm saying? Like if you do get these practices back, which I don't think you will. All of them, anyways. You Definitely won't get all not all. Of them. There's no chance of all of them, but you may you, get a few. So, you, so you're missing 15. So if they give you a third of them, you get five extra practices. I'd be willing to bet you maybe one, one or two of those five will be padded. Yes, I agree with that. You know, and and that's that's huge. Yeah, um, no, it's it's definitely huge. Um, as far as the the program at Florida, I, I'm gonna say in relation to everyone else, it's it's indifferent. And okay, n- not much different than in relation to to the bigger powers of the world. Okay. Um, I, I don't think that it's a, a momentum killer for Florida. Okay. I, but I don't think that it helps get the momentum going in the right. I just think it's, 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 it's a neutral. Nothing. You're it's saying neutral. it's neutral, it's neutral for, Florida. for Florida. That's where I, that's where I'm at right now with Florida. So can I ask you the same question about Florida state? Do you feel the same way that you, do you feel that it's neutral for Florida state? Mm, I, I'm going to say no. I think it's more of a negative only because it's a brand new staff. And, and yeah, you're implementing offense right now. Uh, they're, they're, seeing, they're seeing the playbook. They're, they're learning it. Yeah. And they're doing it individually. I, I can assure you that every single receiver on the roster is running routes. Every quarterback is taking drops and, and going through progressions of what they're supposed to be. They should be doing You hope. Anyways. You hope this is happening. I shouldn't say I know that, but right. you have to assume that, especially in a new system. Now, you're at Clemson, and you're, you know, Trevor Lawrence. You, yeah, you're working on some things, but you're not going into detail like that. It's you know not I mean? as necessary. It, exactly. So, it, so at Florida State, I think it, it hurts a touch. I think it hurts a lot. Because you're, you're just not getting the reps with a brand-new coach or the brand-new staff. Everybody's brand-new. The other so, thing to consider is this, too, with Florida State. Not only are you not getting those reps, so say you are doing that off-field work by yourself, it most likely isn't being done right. I mean, the, yeah, I mean that's, that's they they haven't had the chance to have the culture. So all those all they know is an un uninterested Jimbo and two years of Taggart. Oh yeah, that's not great. No. So when they think they're actually working, are they actually working, or I mean, is it just kind of wasting time? Yeah. So not only are they not getting the coach. Because I'm not sure that they're actually working and definitely not working like they would be if there's a coach behind them, right? Not only are they not – they don't have the coach behind them, but they don't have good habits. The culture isn't built. So it's literally, in my opinion, a total wash. I think I think Florida State fans can expect the product to be worse. You know, not much worse, but worse. <laughs> but worse than what we expected going in. I mean, and then so worse then, than it, let me let me clarify: worse than expected or worse than last year's product? It'll still be better than last year's product, as far as organization is concerned, in my opinion. But worse, I, I think the jump that we expected to see is going to be not as not as big, right. not as much of a gain, not as much of that gap won't won't be able to be overcome. Um, and then, like to Florida, I think Dan Mullen's now in his third year, right? Virtually his entire staff still intact. Position coach, virtually everyone, right? Most minus of them. the DB coach, and tight end coach too. Yeah, tight end coaches are just recruiters, right? You know, so but yeah, <laughs> yeah. to your point, yeah. Um, and they upgraded at that spot, on field and off field. So 
I mean, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it's huge for Florida, and that's not Florida. It's bad for Florida State. But I think Florida already, they know, they know the drills they need to be working on in Gainesville. Right. They know what's expected. Yeah. They know how to, they want this route broke off. They know all those things. They know the culture has been set. Like no, the expectations yeah. are, are there. I, Florida State, they were still changing them, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with that. In the very early stages of changing them. Yeah, ha- so couldn't have changed them yet. No, and so I, I think that's that's problematic, honestly. Um, I I think that's going to affect – so, you know, people are, oh, everyone's missing the time. That is true. They are all missing time. But there are programs, Clemson, Florida, Bama, Georgia, Georgia yeah. that know their defense. They know – Georgia, not so much the offense, but in Gainesville – they know the scheme. They don't have, they're not teaching that. They're teaching right. fundamentals and brushing up on things, maybe introducing a wrinkle here or there. But for the most part, they don't have to go learn the, the playbook. No, that's, that's interesting that you just said Georgia, too, because offensively, if, oh, yeah. if, they, let, if huh. they let Munkin do his thing, it's going to be a, a different system. Oh, they 100% are going to. And they don't know who their quarterback is. No. Well, they know who he is, but well, he's going to be the starter. But he, I mean, he yeah. don't know. But, but he doesn't but he know doesn't, anything. Yeah, and he doesn't know the receivers or the type of routes they run, how they come in and out of breaks, and that kind of stuff. So I, I, I think it's a negative for them too. Absolutely, I totally agree. I think any any program that has a first year coach, a first year coordinator, if you will, even or, coordinator, yeah. or any that, kind of change in philosophy, right? It's a hindrance. It's mm-hmm. definitely going to put them behind the eight ball, behind teams like a Florida, like a Bama, like a Clemson. Who it's listen, like when my last year at Columbia, I didn't. We didn't go in and teach. I didn't teach anything new. You didn't have to. No, we knew. They knew what every front was, what the blitzes were. It was, and then it allowed me to be better and my coaches to be better. We just went and fine tuned things. Right. We had to reintroduce it, of course, but we were able to like go hyper speed to the next step, which allowed us to be further along in our preparation. So when week one rolled out, there were no yeah. damn training wheels on. Mm-mm. Them bitches had been kicked off for two weeks. Right. Um, so I think it's I think as far as on the field I think it hurts Florida State I really do I think it hurts them more than people really think. There's a lot that goes into that because not only is it 15 practices but it's it's hours and hours of meetings breaking yes. down said practice yes. said technique said so it's much bigger than you know people just kind of scoff at 15 practices but okay 15 practices in 30 meetings. That's a lot of football. Them Plus kids weight room type stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that it's, you're missing right now. Especially at a program that is attempting to change literally everything about the culture. Yeah. And they were on their way. They really were. They were doing a really good job in the weight room. I sent you that picture of Tamori and Terry. Right. I mean, dude, come on, man. Well, I mean, we and you talked about this before Norvell was hired, that we both thought that he would be a great fit at Florida State because he's, he's the polar opposite of – what they had absolutely i mean he he's a player's coach yep like uh you were talking about earlier about jimbo and how he's kind of a hard ass i think norvell is is a little more lenient a little bit more of a player's coach in a certain in certain aspects but he demands a little bit more from everyone yeah and, and coaches included he I coaches think. his coaches yeah right and, and so he, apparently he's an ass and i love it right that yeah i i think it's i think it's what they need and, the head coach and has detail. to be an ass yeah and detail oriented like that's the that's the things that that has to happen and that's what he is yep so let me ask you this where does this put florida state and uh in the recruiting world like do you think this is better worse and different for florida state and the recruiting aspect of it right that's a great question really really good question so 
I, and then I don't think I'm alone on this. I think there are some people that also feel this way, but I think it was almost a needed reset. I think, I think they were behind the eight ball. I mean, it's two coaches in three years, right? I mean, right. that's great. I mean, that's, that's not ideal. No. So relationships hadn't been built. I think Florida State needed this whole recruiting cycle to slow down. I don't think you'll see as many kids signing on early signing day. I don't. I don't know that they'll even have an early signing day, depending on how far this gets pushed back. Yeah, I, I mean, think, hell, I just hope we have a college football season at this point. Right. But. Yeah. So, I mean, how are you going to have an early signing day if these kids – you're going to have kids making – talk about the transfer portal. They're not making educated decisions. Official visits have all been – I mean, people were taking official visits during the spring and committing during the spring. Now, not right now. No. In, in, in colleges, so the high school athlete isn't going to really want to commit right now. But the colleges, coaches, aren't going to want to allow a kid to commit. I haven't seen, seen your spring film. I haven't seen any tape. You have no idea whether this said kid is working out at all right now. Right. I mean, you have a kid that could be at 205 in spring practice or at the beginning of, of the, the spring school year. And then by the summer, because he, he's been literally doing nothing and he's 240 of bad weight, that ain't going to be good. No, that's terrible. And so right now, well, I'll put it like this. When we were in, at, Lake, at Columbia, and I keep going back to Columbia because that's where I coach, that's where we were all from, they would have 100 to 200 college coaches come through every spring and evaluate. Right. There's none of that going to happen. Exactly. So all evaluations are being pushed. Uh, Elite 11 camp, uh, the open, the, all the combines, Under Armour, All-Americans, all those camps have been postponed or canceled. So other, those aren't great evaluation tools, but they are still evaluation tools that are used. Yeah, they still use them. That are no longer there. So coaches – Evaluations have been pushed back, which is good for Florida State, in my opinion. It gives them more time to make up ground for a kid to hold off on a commitment. Um, for, for other schools to now, if, and I feel this way, if Florida State is organized and they are doing what they need to do as far as evaluation is concerned, attention to detail on the recruiting trail, if they are better than some staffs, which I think they will be, their product isn't. I understand that. But they're, if they're better recruiters because they're more – they evaluate a kid early or what they get on somebody early. Now they have a now they have the, the chance to make up that margin. The same ground that they lost on the field, I think they can potentially, if they do their job, right, maybe at least come to a level playing field. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, that was a long way around answering your question, which I didn't want to do, but I do think <laughs> it would be beneficial for Florida State as far as the recruiting side is concerned, more so because other places can't do what they normally would Bama and Georgia and Florida and Clemson they can't go they can but they'd be taking a calculated risk if they do pull the trigger early on somebody right if if they can get the kid to 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 commit to them yeah everything's everything's been pushed back well now it gives it gives kids a chance to see Florida State without feeling the pressure from everywhere else a hundred percent and that, that's just from, from me talking about a Florida State perspective. Obviously, I don't care either, either way. No, but. I know you don't. But, <laughs> but, I mean, no, but that's as a Florida State perspective. It's like, hey, give us a chance. Well, you can't give them a chance if they're committing before the summer. Right. Or they're committing in the summer. Yeah. Like, if they're committing in the summer, well, you haven't seen one play one game. Right. You so, don't know anything. You've committed. You've locked it up. Exactly. You've shut it down. Um, so, I do think it helps. And I think it does help. Like, I know you said you don't think it's going to cause Florida any momentum – but I think Florida did have the juice on the trail, and I think all that's been paused a bit. Recruiting is about momentum. And I think, and obviously, product, of course, and relationships. But 
I think Florida did have the juice. I do agree with that. And Rick, I think yeah. it's been put on hold. Not saying when, it, when the dead period opens back up that it, it won't come right back. It very well may. But if this didn't happen, it would have never went away. Let me ask you this in, in regards to Florida. Do you think that because of the pause, do you think that gives them a better chance to land a lot of these 2021 20 guys? Or do you think that it's indifferent right now? Um, because right now they're not, you're not allowed to talk to anybody else, right? You can. You can talk. You cannot initiate a phone call. They have to call you. They have, they're, they're FaceTiming and whatnot like that. But as far as like getting them on campus, yeah, yeah, and no in-home visits, nothing no, like that. No, none of that, yeah. no. Everything is over, over the phone. Okay. So, you, so you, do, you think it, do you think it helps Florida keep those 2021 guys? Because I know, I mean, they're, right now their they're class in 2021 is – Yeah, no, I – It's insanely good. I think it only helps if what they it, – it helps you keep what you have on board already. Okay. Totally agree. Now, I think going to get new talent or different talent, it puts everyone else on the, plan, the same playing field for that. I new agree talent. with that. But the talent that you already have on board, you know, warranted that they're, they're, they're committed, they're actually committed, then, yeah, no, I think it only helps because they haven't been, they haven't been courted by anyone else. Right. They haven't been able to flirt with anyone else. Like, and time is running out. And time is running out, especially yeah. if there's an early signing day. Right. Which I agree. If there is, then it's going to be good for the, the rich get richer, in my opinion. Florida, Georgia, Clemson, they'll hold on to – they'll get everyone because they won't have to bite anyone off. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with that either. Or it'll be like a rush, last minute push. Right. So I think it. I think that's a good point you made there. What they have in their class, which is very, very good, they most likely will continue to keep because um, they're not going to have a collapse in the season, which would cause them to lose those. Not like not early, anyways. So hopefully, but even one game here or there. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about a collapse, like four games, make somebody go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. They're not. They're not going to do anything like that. You drop, you drop a game, you're not losing a commit over a game. I can appreciate not that, Not if you're yeah. Florida. Not, not if you have 21 wins in two years. You're not, yeah. You're not hopefully, hopefully that's the case. Well, I mean, yeah. So, no, but I just think we want to touch on that a little bit. I think hopefully give you a little bit of insight, you listeners, on just my – these are all my – our opinions on, on, the, on the matter. It could be – they're not wrong. I was going to say it could be off base, but <laughs> But, but we still right. want to know your opinion. Yeah. Everybody's opinion. Yeah, let us opinions. know. Yeah, let us know. I'm curious. Does does this delay help or hurt on-field production or the off-field stuff for uh, Florida and Florida State or your school? Yeah, whatever school you like. Ridge, you can tell us about Miami if you want to. Exactly. We'll listen. Oh, man, he needs all the help he can get. So before Brad closes the show, um, I, I want to ask one quick question. We haven't talked about it, so you don't even know what's coming, but that's okay. All right. This, all whole, right. this whole, whole show has been very organic. Yeah, it has. And we, we said that uh, Monday or something, I, we, we started trying to figure out what we were going <laughs> to talk about, and then we were like, man, let's just, let's just keep it organic and see what happens. We've had very few pauses, and uh, it's, it's been fun. So I'm, I'm glad that, that we've done it this way because in this time, it's, you know, trying to plan something is hell. And things change day to day yeah. in the whole world right now. So planning is woof. Out Anyways, the let me ask you this. Okay. What sport – is the first to come back and play the first game after this all happens? Hmm. That is a good question. Um, I think basketball's done. NBA. Like Obviously, done done? They're not going to play this year, I don't think. Okay. Um, so, baseball. I think, I think Major League Baseball comes back. Obviously, uh, we're talking about just, just the states. I mean, there may be some soccer games played 
Yeah, dude, they're else. playing uh, Australian rugby right now. Yeah, I thought they had canceled that. I mean, I know that I know they were playing, but I thought they canceled it. No, last Saturday, me and Anthony were up late. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was the last game. Was that not the last game they were going to play? Maybe it was, but I watched it, uh, and, and we it, ordered uh, we ordered some shirts. Brisbane Lions. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a true story. How many Millers did you have before oh you ordered those shirts? Oh, my God. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Um, I mean, that had actually, to be the reason that you actually, ordered the Brad, shirts. Actually, this Brad, is, this is great. This is great. Brad just aired himself out. You just hung yourself, Brad. So Brad is sitting in the corner, and he said, I wasn't invited to that. Well, the funny thing is, actually, he was invited to that, but he ditched us because he was at the river with his new girlfriend, and he never showed up even after he said he was going to. So, no, he was invited, but he did flake on us, so I just need to drop that in there. But anyways, Anthony and I were up late after a few, <laughs> a few, too, many, a few too many Millers in the office, <laughs> in the office uh, watching the Brisbane Lions. And when we ordered the shirts, I kind of said it like half, half-ass joking. Like, hey, we should get shirts. Right. Anthony cash apps me 20 bucks, like, while, as he's sitting there next to me. And I'm like, wait, what's that for? He goes, the shirt. And I was like, oh, damn, now I got to order it. And so, so then did. we ordered it. And then they lost. So that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. The logo is cool. So but, um, <laughs> but back to your initial question. <laughs> got derailed there. Um, okay. That was good. Yeah, it had to happen. <laughs> um, baseball, man. Baseball. Now, let me ask you. Assuming, do you agree baseball, though? Ooh. I, yeah. I think basketball resumes hmm. first. Okay. So, that's uh, back to my initial question. Assuming that baseball is the, uh, is the next sport played, do you think they shorten the season? Like, do you think they cut games out? If so, how many? What do you, what do you anticipate the baseball season looking like? Uh, I think we can talk about this in great detail next week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're too deep into the show right now to really get into it. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I mean, there's answers to this. And I think, yeah. I think we can, I think we can dive into this next week. And I think it'll be a good topic for, uh, to start the show next week. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it for sure. We'll, uh, we'll lead off with that. Ha, lead off baseball. Bam! That's going to be it for tonight's sitters with Bradford Douglas, along with Joey Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are from Porch Sitting. See you next time, sitters. Just a small town girl Living in a lonely world She took the midnight train going anywhere Just a city boy and raised in South Detroit He took the midnight train Going anywhere I sing a smoke